Welcome to Building a Better World, a podcast that investigates the intersection of the metaverse and how we can apply these technologies to improve people's real lives and enhance humanity. The metaverse is more than a web of networks. It is an unfathomable life-shaping tool. And we, our friends, are here to dive headfirst into the way these technologies can improve our life and the world around us. I'm your host, Rish Lotlakar. Get ready to discover how we can build a better world in three, two, one. Hey, how's it going, Keith? It's great to have you here today. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you, Harish. How are you doing? I'm super stoked to be here with you and the Super Bowl team. So it's been a minute and I've been very excited to have this chat. Yeah, thanks for joining us on the Building a Better World podcast. So today, everyone, I'm joined today by Keith Botha, Chief Creative Officer of the Art Department in West Hollywood, California. And Keith has a profound history of working in the entertainment, marketing, and advertising industries. And he's an early adopter of the NFT space. Happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Thank you so much, Rich. Thanks, man. Excuse for the background noise. I do. Uh, I hope we don't get too bothered. But um, yeah. No, I don't. I hear no background noise at all. So if there is background noise, you know, it's only in your head. <laughs> That's only, that it is doing its job then, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, tell everyone about your background. I'd love to hear kind of um, how you got to be where you are now and, you know, how you got into the space. Right. I mean, it's such an interesting story. And thank you once again, just for giving me the opportunity and to, to, to give me the space. I, um, I've grown up in South Africa my entire life and well, until I was 18. And then, you know, I left for the UK. I was always interested in like art and music and these kind of things, but I got into television 20 years ago and my entire life has consisted of my adult life rather consisted of me running art departments and games teams and production design teams for various game shows like Big Brother, MasterChef, Survivor, you know, The Jump, all these big reality TV game shows and the set design and these kind of things. So I've been doing that my whole life. Um, very fortunate to travel all over the place and remote locations to go and build these human grown-up games for humans to do stuff and do cool stuff with, but always leaning into the arts um, and, and the creatives. And, like, you know, I've always just been a very artsy person. When I think about my imagination, it's always been pretty extensive. Excuse me. It's a bit loud. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting long-winded. But anyway, I've always been this creative and a couple of years ago, I moved to America in the, the middle of the pandemic, actually. Um, I got to an insane circumstances, went from some horrible personal traumas and things going down. And, and very shortly after that, I got onto this application called Clubhouse. And I literally found people talking about things called NFTs and, you know, I, I knew about the blockchain and crypto before that. I, I've had a bit of crypto for, you know, at least five years now, I feel. 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like a big bag holder or anything, but I've always been very interested in the, the technology and loving cryptocurrencies as a idea as such. And, you know, but then I stumbled on this room. I literally had two people phone me at the same time from two different countries and told me, Keith, do you have Clubhouse on your phone? I was like, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> they said to me, I promise you from being a serial creator of my entire life and finding myself in that position in time with nowhere to go locked up in a house because of the pandemic, finding this community in America a few months after my arrival here, being alone, and then finding these people. I was like, oh, shit. There's, there's a creator economy. There's crypto. There's cool stuff. It's everything I love. It's everything I love. It's like I couldn't, because I, I needed answers for myself as an individual. It's like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, I just ended up in this country. Didn't want to come here, but now I'm kind of stuck here. I need to make it work. And this presented itself. And it allowed me, first and foremost, to meet amazing people, insanely intelligent people, people like you, where I've had contact with your team. I feel from the back end of 2020, some of your people were already like messaging me and I got an introduction to Superworld and what you guys were building. And by the way, you guys were way ahead of your time then already. I feel I was like... Um, so anyway, um, yeah, we just dove into it and kind of went down massive rabbit holes, you know, and got to know the technology, um, got to work with amazing artists and campaigning with them, launching projects with them. Um, I think in, in all totality, I've worked with almost a thousand artists, even in uh, some sort of a curation way and, and exhibiting. But some of my close friends gave advice, Anisabed, Zihovac, Emily Lazar, Warhoddle. We have 40-plus artists in our community that we basically represent and help build stuff with and just collaborate with. So we've been busy. We've been doing a bunch of stuff the last few years. It became you know, a big family of artists and people that I started bringing into curated spaces. And aside from just selling you know, NFTs and all these digital asset things. It was like real people building cool stuff and they were like-minded and we started just creating a safe space for them, you know, mm-hmm. and that's very long-winded. The way to get where I'm now, I'm just down the road from the art department of West Hollywood and it's myself, Greg Bean, um, Searches Adams and a few other partners that's, you know, we've got this multi-story building it's a digital and physical gallery upstairs with fashion and merchandise downstairs with our street brands and like comic books and skateboards and custom shoes, very art centric kind of retail space, digital backed also. And then downstairs we have a free to create art studio and creative space where we have people recording podcasts. I've got DJs recording sets. I've got, people coming in there and having paint parties and throwing each other with paint and buying white, <laughs> like just having fun with culture um, awesome. and fun and creating a vibe, I feel, but it stemmed from Web3. And for most part of it, we're really backing it with the Web3 component, which to say is we don't, we've, we've learned to pivot out of 
the language this all kind of started in because it's just so many things that happen, right? Like the industry is ruthless. You need to have a big balance and like discipline to make it work. I feel as a founder in this space and it's yeah. we on it by sticking with the creative art centric environments. So we've built yeah. a safe space around people like us and people that we admire and just feel are very talented and giving them a space in a sanctuary and also giving them the tools to monetize it and to, to distribute it. You know, it's like we have a lot to do. It's, it's a lot of work. But anyway, I need to take ask me stuff or tell me. No, please. I, I love the detail and, and uh, love the stories of how it all came together. So, you know, yeah. um, definitely uh, great to hear kind of the origins of it. Can you talk about, you know, some of the specific projects that you're, you know, excited about or things you've worked with that, you know, the audience um, might be able to resonate with or see or hear experience? Yeah, thank you. I mean, in the real world context, we've we've produced myself and Greg Bean, our CEO, uh, CEO. We've you know we merged so many companies and brands that kind of started over the last I'd say two and a half years with in the Web three. So it's all a lot of Web three native backed companies in various stages and projects. You know, some of its games like Frogland, one of our partners, Matt and Andy and Ed. Like these guys build a whole metaverse with the game thing. And then we have the streetwear lines and we have um we did a collaboration with War Hoddle and Paris Hilton. I curated the music, Hollywood Music and Media Awards, all the art there last year. We um we just That's really funny. Sorry, I got distracted. Um <laughs> I, I lost track of the questions. <laughs> you you were talking about like different projects that you've like, uh, okay. curated and worked on. Yeah. So yeah, I think overall we've we've hosted and produced and co-produced more than fifty IRL events in the last two and a half years. That's Web three centric, being paint parties, brunches, seminars, art shows, immersive experiences. Right. We've just been pushing all creative boundaries and. There's a lot of us kind of funding these things and bootstrapping it along the way, but we're building bigger infrastructure, I think, for one, for the artists and for the creators to utilize the technology. Um, yeah, there's a lot of projects that's sold. Ali Sabet, I think, is just over, and himself, I think he's put out like 100,000 smart contracts on the blockchain, maybe a bit more, Gabe Vice multiple art-centric projects called the Stoics and um, Friends, which sold out within minutes. Um, Emily Lazar is one of the, the people that we work with, and she's done really well as the first rock female artist on the blockchain to release multiple albums and music and utility things. So it's things like that where we've got a lot of in real life activations where we can go and exhibit art and our, our artists within our community to the outer spaces of the world and not just on Twitter or Web3 sales. Like I think our approach is a bit more realistic in terms of the scalability and how we present ourselves with the products that we have in us. We are not 
we can sell NFTs. We mm-hmm. don't call pushing NFTs, but we sell art on chain mm-hmm. and we have different layers of that. So yeah, so that's what we're doing. I'm trying to make it a sexier way to buy these things. If I buy a painting, for instance, mm-hmm. if I have a $50,000 painting, mm-hmm. as it could, I, as Keys Bothog, feel that I want an omni-chain verification of ownership. I want one inscription as a blockchain asset or RGB or ordinal, whatever contract you use on that blockchain. And mm-hmm. that whole six different other blockchains of the same thing. Because why wouldn't we? It's like things like that. It's like that's a sexier offering to real-world investors that's outside of our ecosystem that's a micro-bubble. It's like for, you know, because we have the product to take to people that's already collecting art. They don't really care about the digitizing yet, but the people who manage their portfolios do because they're buying things for term investment. So if we're going to be selling art for us to present it in a very high presentation level is to mm-hmm. giving them all spread and giving them, we're giving you everything because mm-hmm. there's no greater standpoint. There's nothing to say you as the creator can semi-fractionalize one piece of art because it's all soul-bound tokens that kind of form together in one protocol, for instance. Mm-hmm. So we bring these kind of things to, to attach it to physical art. And then, yeah, we're hosting a lot of shows at the art department this year. Cool. I think we've got, a, in all honesty, we've, we've collaborated with a lot of the local producers also. Mm-hmm. To, to bring local crowds of LA to come and see the art that's being represented through the web suite space, I feel. Mm-hmm. But also to be leaning into the artistry. We're not just calling people web suite artists. They're just artists. They use right. everything. Right. And you need to rein me back. I need to just take a breath. Sorry. I just... Okay, I'm all yours. I go on to like tangents sometimes. There's just so much going on. I apologize. No, that's awesome. No, it's uh, it's it's great to hear that there's so many different uh, avenues that you know. I liked how you said that ultimately you're artists, right? I mean, all the all the people that you work with are artists, and that's these are all different mediums to express yourself. Um, what what do you what what are the mediums um, that you think? Uh, we're going to be getting into like how do you think that's changing like how has it changed i'm curious about you know how how you're expressing yourselves as artists as technology starts integrating into that a great question i mean it's an interesting question because i think a lot of the people like you know gabe for instance he's pretty good at it and him and i like having these kind of conversations but i think Artists that have the ability to create either physical art and then digitize it or digital art, but that are seeking to attract a certain market that is very leaning into the technology component of it, like the coding, the smart contracts, the inoperability of what it is, the the nuance, the artifactual uh, value and historical value and attachment. Like, there's so many factors to take 
into consideration when you are selling something, right? It mm -hmm. could be just beautiful art, and if you sell it at that great, but mm -hmm. something to people that really believe in the the technology and the the blockchain and and that kind of thing. It's like you can gamify these things, mm -hmm. you know, use the technology to do little quirky things and have fun with. And it's like, I've even become really aware of the, the kind of toys you can throw in the East Egg. You can put in some of these transactions and like the back end stuff. And that's fun to me because I've always been a front end visual person, but like getting the ability to be taught and, and still learning so much of the, the guts of how it all operates and how we can, you know, play with value and value, retention and also value add over time you know mm -hmm. and incorporating what's new fresh but also tested you don't want to be selling good art on shitty contracts on a shitty protocol on a bad blockchain if, you know if there's no real mm -hmm. reason but i i think that's quick money turners is playing with the trends and being active and being able to react to current times but long-term strategic building i think from the art perspective the medium has changed from front end sexiness meets back end sexiness and i think that's very relevant that's cool know. yeah i get that yeah so i think we've gone into an age where literally what you see is not what you get uh-huh yeah it could be way more mm -hmm. right so it's an interesting thing. So mm -hmm. I think that in that context, I think a lot of more crossover with the, the, the visual and audio, but the, the, the contract based stuff. And I think the use case and opportunity to, you know, the utility, people say it so much, I get kind of sick of it, but the utility of something, it's like, is it just something to look at or is it something that's going to, continuously surprise you with what it can bring you and offer you ongoing mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and when you say that are you talking about um art that potentially is generative over time as well like the new technologies where we can ha like an, a piece of art evolves yeah i think that's a, a big part of it too i mean it's just a, one of the seven million kind of things you can incorporate now i mean the ongoing generative art um stuff that's gone down in the last couple of years in that sense that's just ongoing and you know pulls data from external sources and from that it just evolves over time that's pretty cool yeah. um um i'm just thinking bt that artist did a big drop like that a few years ago now i feel and he crushed it it was just like this massive data pools and this ongoing music loop and the visuals just will for never stop changing. It's pretty neat, right? Yeah. Like it's super, aside from the quality of the music, it's pretty neat. So I think, yeah. And then also a big part of what I think, and this is just pure speculation, obviously, yeah, it's like just me making an opinion about where I think things are going. But I think for brands, even artists and, and, and back-end developers and the web3 kind of market if they want to scale and take it out further need to realize how to apply it on an easier interface you know the inter the ui is very important because the user needs to have this easy channel and very like smooth slow interaction with what you're trying to show or tell them and 
I think people are just trying to figure that out every day now. Because the tools we have now is not the tools we had two years ago. It's not the tools we'll have two months from now. It's just mm -hmm. it's too much to to learn too quickly, and that's why. Yeah, it's interesting times. But I think generative art is going to be more um, widely available. The way people are using AI, AI with different models and on phone applications where they can prompt new one of one character avatars and objects. It's like that's AI. That's generative art. Like people, it's built on code somehow, mm -hmm. somewhere. And if not, then we don't know what it is, which we don't. But it's happening. So yeah, I don't know. Your question? Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it's it's uh, you know, I I think that the. The, the I like the analogy of like the front end and back end, and I guess what we're talking about is the front end and back end, and what's possible on both sides is is changing so much that uh, right. and the potential of what you can do with the front end and the quality and the options on the back end. It's like right. it's hard to keep up with like what an as an artist like what you can do, you know. I mean, yeah. It's very hard because, and this is the thing, you know, I think being an artist uh, full-time is, is a very hard job in itself. Some make it look easy, but I know for a fact everyone that uh, I get to hang out and do stuff with, like, they put in the work. Like, it takes everything from creating content, marketing, and then artists essentially just want to create art. They don't necessarily want to do all these things, and then on top of that, to now tell them they need to stay updated with the meta or the trends that's happening on some social media platform around the new technology that they've been told and promised this is what they should be building on. And then royalties disappear and all these things in the last years. It's like, it's hard. So having the ability to now package these tools and have... God bless the developers of this world. Can I just say that? Because <laughs> we we don't we have nothing if it wasn't for them, right? In this kind of space we're playing in at the mm -hmm. moment. And mm -hmm. we very grateful. I love the devs more than anyone. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's just like they're a bunch of wizards, you know, and a bunch of wizardry cool kids. It's I love them and it's it's enabled my friends deeply and on a high level to do their best and live their best selves. And, and there's so many people I've seen that mm -hmm. has self-actualization literally just based on what was given to them. It yeah. was remarkable. Despite of the bad markets, ups and downs, that's everything crypto. It's a, the, the stuff that's being built for long-term, and legacy brands that's now being built and legacy artists and like really iconic cultural makers, you know, that's iconic. I live for these. So it's like, I think we'll just stick to the art and keep building it on innovation and technology and, and, and give a really good in real life experience takeaway to go hand in hand with all of that. And I think that's why we've really just settled back in going oh my god we have the best toys in the world but what do we need and how do we assemble that for our best use case and then keep throwing cool art parties along the way so 
Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, because, you know, at Superworld, uh, and we probably have to do a, a, a full catch up on what, what we've been progressing on. But, you know, I think our, our philosophy is, you know, um, we're all about enhancing people's real lives, right? You know, their physical lives and, you know, getting someone to come to West Hollywood, to the art department, to come to one of your events. That's our focus at Superworld, even though, you know, a lot of people think of it as a, a virtual world. It is a virtual world, but it's to enhance your physical life as well. And, and, and more so that's the aim. But, you know, as we are developing these technologies and the devs are, are working on all of these benefits on the back end, um, what do you think are, some of the things that are changing as it comes to the business of art, meaning like if I'm an artist, now that I have asked the, these technologies on the back end, um, what does that mean for me um, in terms of distributing my art globally? Uh, you know, people who might maybe can't come to West Hollywood or, or, or people who can, like, you know, how does that help me market and, and do the things that, you know, artists have to do, which is you said they, you know, there's a lot of work behind it besides just the art, which, um, what, what is this technology enabling to potentially alleviate that work, but also to expand and optimize what an artist can do with their art and connect with their audience? Right. I mean, it's a great question. Um, You know, what I'd say first and foremost, just as a very good use case, you know, people that we're doing Eddie Gangland's solo show the 23rd, 4th and 5th of June. So not this coming weekend, the weekend after. And, <clears throat> you know, for one, it's allowed us to open up a special month that you can only do when you come on site, meaning that you have to come to the show to have access to this specific art piece and that's on chain but it's a private on chain auction and you get to see the painting being painted live in front of you and because you were there contributing to the painting essentially by being in the room and adding to the the general vibration of the room mm -hmm. by being part vibe you've now contributed to it so you have access to it Right? And only they can bid on it. It's an installment process. The the people that can't make it will be having an online stream. And for them, if they feel they, they need a memorabilia, a remembrance of this weekend, which is a big show for Eddie, there's an open edition you know, art piece that he's doing where it's one piece and it's going to mint out or be purchased how many ever times people want to buy it you know, for the duration of the month. Meaning, you know, it's like people can still own a part of the moment and a part of history. And I think that as a technology thing is, they have direct nuances of where they can say, this happened on this day, I was there, I couldn't do this, but I can do that. You know, and it's just like having that memory built in. And then, for instance, if Eddie had another show four years from now, and you you were one of the people that purchased something now and as opposed to losing your ticket stuff or your flyer to the show mm -hmm. or someone's your physical art piece, you still have proof that you were there and a part of it. And they can then incentivize you on the second show, going, whoever was here for the first one can come and get a signed book for the second one. It's it's having the trackability and an open communication flow with your your collector. 
and your fan base where it's direct incentivized reward driven kind of activations and gamification like we can do with art you're not just selling art you're selling your experience and the memory and now you can keep feeding the memory over time because of the technology we built we're building it on you know it's it's made it more manageable to to scale art in the way that we are trying to produce it you know if i have a podcast for instance we're building a 24-hour content channel by the way it's, oh cool i want to i want to be on that <laughs> we'd love to have yeah. you yeah we even having your shows and what we've done is for instance like this interview that we're doing now right so we go put it on our channel the producers are listed there the show creators and artists are listed <laughs> excuse me they're all listed <clears throat> Excuse me. They're all listed in the transaction, meaning on the smart contract. So if a person buys it on the credit card or subscribes to the channel, there's an immediate revenue split on that purchase item, meaning that all the producers get their cuts, they've put in their wallets beforehand, and we've built into the contract that even if it sells on secondary, there's always a royalty that goes to these wallets in perpetuity. So you doesn't matter on what marketplace you go purchase this thing, if it's on Blur, on OpenSea, where it, I don't care. The, pro, the, the producers of the content or the, the contract itself will always get a royalty split on transaction. That's awesome. Trade. Yeah. And it's just because, you know, we have a lot of content producers. Like I have a bunch of really crazy kids in LA doing really cool stuff. And it's, I'm being honest with people. I'm like, if you can imagine like MTV culture club kids and like, it's the kind of same thing. It's a lot of podcasts. It's like art focused stuff, crypto focused stuff, fashion orientated stuff. There's gaming focused podcasts. There's a lot of stuff coming, but then also just entertainment. But, would be building out at the moment. And I'll just tell you, because this has happened in the last three weeks very heavily. We we being we're building with Renza Games. So mm-hmm. we're building with Renza Games. So we'll be mm-hmm. backed by the games. And they building our back end to help us do these immediate tools. And mm-hmm. it's just enabling content creators that's already making the content just to put a bit of monetization behind it and ownership and that in itself can be built out you know in collections and whatever but we have a lot of api plugins going into the website so a media player so you can actually enjoy the content that you purchase on our site right there and you can Mm -hmm. create loop so you Mm -hmm. can anyway put it on your tv put it on your laptop you can play it to your friends like you're building your own loop of visual content right like almost mm-hmm. like build your own channel with our content kind of thing wow so, that's amazing yeah it's just it's taken a minute but we we're starting to go hot now as we speak literally next week so mm-hmm. that's what we're working on and it lends itself you know the space we have in hollywood really lends itself to it we have all the production gear built in and the sound and the studio and all these things so for the artist to come and create there is like no brainer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it sounds like it's a really awesome kind of place to hang, get inspiration, create, sell, do events, like the spot to be if you're creative. Yeah. yeah. And a brand, equally so. You know, it's like we, I think we really want to activate a lot of brands and like small and medium and indie brand, um, brands specifically. And, and then also the bigger ones, but do really art focused collaborations and cool experiences. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit of a, a art carnival setting, but with a, a real business and component that we're trying to, to, to build out, you know, day by day. We can't make things happen faster than they go we have a lot of patience so i think we'll be happy when it goes live yeah that's cool and and you can um you know get uh a lot of uh different uh ways um in terms of distribution right so anyone else can kind of access that and be able to distribute it absolutely i mean we're gonna also there's also like a i think a incentive and a community participation mechanism that we're building in and this one thing to highlight this is what the technology is also offering us as producers and creators is that we uh where was i going with that Shit. do can you rephrase what we were saying there yeah we're, we're just talking about distribution and you were saying yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. So I mean that has a thing, but we've we have the ability to incentivize people sharing our content. Yeah. So if you refer someone and they buy off of that link or a specific entryway into the purchase and that translates into a, a purchase or a transaction per se, you as a referral person or a super fan per se, you know, or the show ambassador can now be rewarded by us and we create a internal reward ecosystem where over time if you build up enough credits you cannot purchase free or exclusive content only available to you right mm-hmm. and it, if if you know within that content you can mint or claim three three collectibles or a one-on-one pair of shoes for instance that's mm-hmm. when content becomes unique and, and rare it's when something that's in that content isn't accessible to anyone who can't access the content. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. if you listen to the show, you stand a chance out of 100 people to win a pair of brand new Morikami Nikes. But you need to be in the show to win it, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's giving us those tools where we can really like drive distribution by actively getting the community to to be the soundboard and then the, the marketing team for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important um, to get. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the beauty of what we're building in terms of Web3 is like everyone uh, in your community is part of it and benefits from it and and uh, can be an active stakeholder as it continues to grow. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, love that. And I think most people listening uh, are very excited about that, you know, joining your community and being able to um, help promote and grow um, the art art that you guys are collectively producing. Um, I guess, um, you know, I'll kind of um, move to a couple of other kind of more questions. Like what kind of things um, do you do in your daily life to kind of be so passionate and kind of keep the energetic 
you know, art, art kind of inspiration going, like, what are, what are things that you do, you know, uh, personally to, to maintain, you know, the artistic, uh, powers that you have superpowers? Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's, it's such a, you know, discipline is definitely a thing that I've been trying to get into the last couple of years because I kind of thought I always had discipline, but that was more routine in hindsight. Like I just had a really good routine, which in itself is a discipline, but not if you're not really thinking about it in an elevator or, you know, elevation way or regenerative way. I, I do... It takes me a minute to to get into a groove in the morning. So I wake up very slow, my coffee for my wife and I, and then I need about an hour of just reading affirmations and like very positive uh, mind trying. In all uh-huh. honesty, yeah, um, I really need that. <laughs> it just yeah. makes it easy. Like it, it really puts me in good spirits. And then I have a bunch of coffees, but like ten, ten thirty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meetings and it's just a lot of um you know, my my thing that keeps me going in honesty aside from that, it's like by ten thirty I get into my creative mode with different creators and artists. Like my job, you know, in life's just always being the the collaborator and strategizing and coming up with cool stuff and being a, a bouncing board. And that to me is great. I love creating stuff. We can create anything on any scale ever. It's like there's just no boundaries. And that excites me. So there's just something cool happening every day. I, I work with so many artists and I'm spoiled because every message in my inbox is concepts or things. or We're always really busy creating. So that really keeps me going in itself. Um, creating food and cooking with my wife is a very big thing. Cool. She's a, okay. And I I love being a Sue. So we have a great like high level of creation and co collaboration in that aspect also. Um What kind of food? Just everything or any specific? You know, I my wife does so many good things. She does really good. She's got a big brand she's launching now also called QBs, which is these oh. frozen cubes, all these cool stuff. But um I do Asian soups and broths and ramens. It's my mm-hmm. thing. I, I cook it for like a couple of days, the base. I'm like an old, old man. that <laughs> <I> just <laughs> enjoys very like ancient kind of routines and discipline. So that, that makes me happy. And I listen to a lot of music. I dance. And that's an energy. Like I'm just always like, I always have to have a, a little pep in my step. I need to make sure it's there. I, I, I catch myself when it's not because I think life shouldn't be taken too serious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, those daily affirmations that you're talking about and just the, you know, whether it's discipline or routine, I think that like some of these things, um, you kind of build into your schedule. And so, I mean, in ways that I guess they are routine, but it's a, sometimes a discipline to be able to make sure that you have that momentum to keep it up and, and do it every day. Cause if you understand something's good for you, sometimes like 
you know, like you might not do it. Some people might not do that, but you doing it every day takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of like knowledge and insight into like what works for you to produce what you do. So that's awesome. Like, I think that's really cool. Like figure out like what works for someone and do that. Right. I mean, a hundred percent. I think I've had my whole life to kind of dial it in and I'm not there yet, but I'm trying, but I do know what I don't like and what I do mostly. Yeah. So it's like, it's very good for a person. I mean, and to that point also, it's like I have an hour, two hours of AI training and literature though. Whoa. How'd you do that? What do you mean the AI training for two hours? Where does that come from? Where do you get that? Six months ago, because I am surrounded with so many people that work with it and have experience with it. I've been mm -hmm. editing it on the back end for years. I feel like there's already been so much built in. It's just now the word of the week kind of thing, but it is, yeah. it's good, but no, it's, um, I, I where do you do. where do you learn the AI stuff? Is there a certain source that you go to, or just kind of play no, with it? No, there's a bunch. I've I've actually subscribed. I honestly probably five or six different websites or, or newsletters, and these guys are pumping out a newsletter a day, and there's probably fifty to a hundred links in all of these emails. And in all honesty, that it I I feel it's such a benefit to me as a, a business operator and an individual and a creative that works in, in, in the, I mean, it's built for the kind of products we're building, it's content, you know, and us to be able to, there's a difference between me and me point two that can do a hundred times the speed of me. And there's something to be said about that. It's like yeah. you and I might be on the same level and we've worked on the same level our entire life, but if I can now do the exact same task, but at times a hundred in the same amount of time, there's no more comparison. Like you're going to lose and I'm going to earn more money because that's just what it is. It's productivity. And I think efficiency is a big focus point of how people should live. And I think building your life, like we said, and planning your day and, creating your own schedule to, to best optimize your, your output and productivity and balance. That's, that's the sweet spot. And the technology is just enabling it a hundred times better. So I, I take religiously two hours a day of like learning, tasting the websites, getting on the beta testing, just staying aware of what's happening. Cause it's too much to get into all of it. You can physically not enough, have enough time. But you can also learn how to program something that can give you summaries and updates. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... What's your favorite website that people, that you recommend? Do you have one in particular that you like? I'm just curious myself, just what you, you mentioned you know, there's I, one for a lot. On it, it sounds so horrible because it's pretty ironic, but I am so bad with names in general. Mm. So mm. I won't tell you which website, but look, there's, there's one... Man, I can't even. I mean, obviously, like the chatbots and stuff, uh, chat TBT, those things are obvious, but there's a lot of design tools that's come out. Adobe, for instance. I mean, I love what Adobe has done with their AI integration. I think that yeah. is uh, for designers as a whole, like yeah. instantaneous removal and placement with text to copy, text to image. It's just. 
Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Um, awesome. But no, okay. uh, I don't. But there's, there's a website that hosts a lot of these websites. I don't know if I should pull it up, but I'll send it to you offline. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. I'll post it in the notes um, I, for everyone. I had an opportunity to play us up on that podcast and you did it. I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> No, don't worry. We'll, we'll, I'll get it from you and put it on the, on the notes. So we're all good. Um, let me, I know we're kind of running, uh, you know, at the end of time here, I just, uh, ask this question all the time to close. Um, you know, again, um, what we do at Superworld is, we, you know, we built a virtual world on top of the real world where anyone can acquire places in the world that they love and become a stakeholder there. You know, do you have a place in the world if you were going to be able to buy virtual real estate anywhere in the world? Where would you own virtual real estate in Zooport? Where in a real world location is special to you? And what would you build there? That's such a great question. I think I think Paris because my son lives there and I've spent like some of the best moments of my life there. And also, he's just the little Parisian man. So, I definitely between that and I want to say Italy for some reason, like Venice. I honest Paris and Venice. That's where I'd go because I think the cities in themselves are like so historic and ancient, and I just love that part of Europe. And then obviously, it's very close to home, and I just like the climate there, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are those are two amazing places. I, I love those places. Also, very a lot of beautiful art, um, and just the whole city is a is a work of art. I, I love. I lived in Paris for a while, and I've been to Venice a lot, and uh, also love those two spots. Well, thank you know. I I, I know um, we're kind of uh, running out of time, so I, I want to thank you, um, and you know, I wanted to ask you where can people find you and learn more about you and the art department what's the best way to find you online or wherever yeah i mean you guys can find us on twitter it's the art department slash we ho like west hollywood um myself keith both are he's the ceo and the founder um Party Animals, Metanoise, Nomad Boulevard. We have all these different brands, Frogman. So it's like you can get a hold of us there or just at the artdepartment.com website. That's a shop and the, the upgrade to the platform that's happening pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be a super cool website. We're getting television. He's an amazing designer who's collaborated with some of the biggest hip-hop artists on the planet with their wow. shows and all of his digital work. He creates these super immersive websites. So it's not just like a 2D click-and-go thing. It's like you'll be able to walk in a room and see like all these different TV boxes, wow. different channels, and then you click on that, and then it opens up a whole library of available content, audio and visual. So there... Keep an eye out for that. And then also we'll update all of our schedules and shows. There's a lot of underground stuff happening at the art department also where it's not going to be advertised on social media. You need to be there to know about it kind of thing. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be pretty active the next coming years if we 
we keep doing what we're doing. Hopefully, keep it up. <laughs> That's awesome. No, excited, man. Excited to check out this website when it launches too. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to be back, uh, in LA again soon and, and check it out. And we got to figure out ways to, to work together and partner. So thanks so much, uh, for being on Keith. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for letting me bubble so much and just like <laughs> letting me ramble. I appreciate the opportunity, but we'll figure something out. I'd love to build the art department in Superworld. That'd be great. Be super dope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I'll talk to you soon. See you later, buddy. Thanks for being on Building a Better World. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Building a Better World. For more, search Building a Better World in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Superworld, thanks for listening.